2: To talk to you at seven o'clock and I'll see what he's got to say good evening everyone and welcome to another live edition of the top rope report here on talkshoe.com Google Podcast Spotify and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia, and joining me every week, as usual, my host, my co-host, my best friend, my tag team partner, the best in the business, the next to Greg. Greg, what's up? Hey, what's up, oh, man, I can't I can't believe that man. We got the big news of the day today. The six releases from WWE. I was shocked with two of them. And um, yeah, only two? only two. I was shocked with uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. And I was shocked about Aleister Black. Um, The thing with the, the thing that gets me is we've discussed this on the show numerous times and i'll definitely get your opinion on each and every one of these but i gotta i gotta say this i mean you've got such a very bad and very depleted women's tag team division on smackdown that's being held together by a paper clip and a piece of fucking chewing gum and you release ruby riot from the riot squad who as most people probably don't know or maybe some do know that the Riot Squad is the longest tenured women's tag team in the WWE, and
3: yeah, that's why. That's why when you said only two surprised you, Riot was just as big of a surprise well, to me. Yeah,
2: that yeah that's I mean, true
3: too. Possibly bigger than Aleister Black, depending on you, know, if you flip a coin, heads or tails.
2: Yeah, that's that's true too. But I mean, I was. Lana, I really didn't care about that. Murphy, I didn't really care about that. Um, I, like I said, I don't know who I don't know who Santana Garrett is unless she's from NXT. Well, she was. She at one point she was. I um, a performance enhancement on the main roster, and she actually because she was in the performance center.
3: And then she actually went to NXT very, 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 very little TV time um, and whatnot. And I mean, came with a, uh, I guess, I don't want to say promising career, but potential, but never amounted to anything.
2: Right. And that's why I said I I have no idea who she was because I never really saw her but um your your opinion on on all the releases i mean braun Strowman was a shock to me and um i, I yep and i just thought that you know wwe was probably gonna you know i i heard people talking earlier today you know you do all these these new vignettes with uh with alistair black you insert him into the main, into a main event match between Biggie and um, um Apollo Crews. For yeah, for the IC title. He gets involved in that match, and now you let him go. My opinion here is I think there's something more to it than meets the eye. There's got there had to have been some kind of discipline problems or or whatever. With Aleister Black. Maybe he just didn't get along with people, or maybe there was more to this thing with him and uh, Selena Vega that meets the eye that nobody's talking about. Because it seemed like they were getting ready to get him going with Big E, and now all of a sudden, you know, good luck in your future endeavors. It just doesn't make sense. But what's your opinion on everything? is pretty much the same i mean when i saw the headline that fraud stroman was released i was shocked and then when i saw Alistair black ruby riot i was surprised um
3: confused i mean not that it's a big loss but confused about Lana. um and then once again santana garrett murphy no big loss right um,
2: but, I mean that was basically what it is. Yep. I mean I just I just don't understand. I mean, I and well I really can't say I don't understand. I mean I understand the budget cuts because you know during the pandemic thing, things were bad with the WWE, but I was watching sport I was watching Sports the guys that do the live show on Facebook. And one of the guys was saying that during the pandemic, the WWE made their most money during the pandemic because there was no travel issues.
3: He's full of shit. shit. I looked it up online and I went to their published
2: quarterly um, profit. Yes, because- uh, Which is something that any publicly traded company in the world you have access to it if you know how to look for it yep and in the
3: fourth quarter of 2020 they profited 13.6 million dollars fourth quarter 2019 they profited 69.3 million that's profit that's after paying all your all your expenses for traveling all your talent uh, buying the t-shirts that you sell i mean all your expenses paying the arenas that you're having plate you know you're having shows in
2: mm-hmm. They made 69.3 million last year they only made 13.6 56 million dollars difference okay yeah that was uh you know, I mean, you did uh, share those numbers with us on our on our page, and it was kind of uh, kind of shocking that they had those kind of numbers and how much it went down. And now I I had asked your
3: opinion, um, and I mean, unfortunately, there's nobody else on. I mean, Jasmine, I don't know if she wants to weigh in, um, but you look at why why these people. Why these six? Um, I think we understand
2: why Lana, she's useless. Right. Um, so Tana Garrett wasn't doing anything anyways. I mean, you didn't even know who she was.
3: Right. Um, I had heard of the name, but if you put her in a crowd standing right next to me, I wouldn't know who she was.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Murphy, we've known for a while that, I mean, he had potential, but was never able to, Live up to that potential. The only time that he did was when he had that brief campaign with Rollins, and then it just fell off the back end of the truck. Right. So, when you look at Braun, you look at Alistair Black, and you look at Ruby Riott, and you look at what are they worth, company? Um, Or what's their overall net worth compared to other superstars? Obviously, comparing Ruby Riot to, I mean, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, Becky Lynch wouldn't be fair. So I compared her to um, Nomi, um, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville. Okay. Okay. Respectively, in that order, um, Nomi's net worth is
3: $1.5 million. Andy Rose's is $2.5 million. Tony Deville is $2 million. So that brings you, you know, the, the value of your net worth is the value you are to a company. Ruby Riot's net worth was $1 million. Morgan was another way I looked up. She was $1.5 million. So if you take into consideration that we talked about it on our last show. The Riot Squad just has not put it together well enough to be a formidable tag team. Right. Um, and he maybe just saw that, you know what, her net worth is only a million. And I say only a million compared to, I mean, Becky
2: Lynch 5, Charlotte 8.5. And whatever really? so
3: you, you, it's not worth to them to keep something they can't use
2: right what? Ron Strowman, alistair black respectively
3: net worth are worth one million for ron Strowman, and alistair black actually has a net worth of 1.5 million when you look at seth browners his net worth is $10 at Big E. His is 3.5 million. AJ Styles, 8 million. Roman Reigns, 12 million. Seamus, 8 million. Bobby Lashley, 4 million. Kofi Kingston, 3 million. And one that might surprise you is Drew McIntyre, only worth 1.5 million. But in 2019, Drew McIntyre was only worth, net worth was only
2: 500000 So he's on an upswing. Right. So when you look at
3: what Alistair Black has done, he now tried three different personas with him on the main roster. This last one was only a couple weeks long. It hasn't led to anything. How many times has Braun Strowman been in the title picture and then out of the title picture? In the title picture, out of the title picture? Oh. Um, and the only thing that I, I couldn't find is the um, contracts were expiring. Because once they got let go, they don't have a contract, so it's hard to find. Uh, when their
0: contracts were expiring, right? Um, Anna had just signed a um, a contract extension in 2020. Ron Strowman in 2019. Alice black was 2018. Ruby Riot was
3: 2018. So you know a lot of their contracts are three or five years. So it could have been to the point as to where Ruby Riot had a three I don't know. She could have had a three year contract
0: that was coming up sometime in the next six months, right? and maybe they felt like she was going to ask
3: for too much money. We don't have anything for her. Let's just cut her loose now.
2: But didn't Braun Strowman's contract was for four years? I, like I said, I don't know. I, didn't, I couldn't find Be, because when I, The only thing it said is he signed a multi-year contract in 2019. Right. When I was listening to those guys today, like I said, they were saying that Braun Strowman signed a four-year contract for some big money they didn't go into the details of of the contract but they were saying I mean,
3: it, his published salary last i remember was below a million dollars so that's not big money
2: unless he re up for more money i don't know hey ralph thanks for tuning in
3: to, maybe he wanted to re-up for more money yep
2: yeah. Now, do you think? You know. Do you? I've been meaning, to, I've been waiting to ask you this question, and now that we're live, uh, I can do it. Do you think not only with Aleister Black and Braun Strowman, Ruby Riot, but do you think the WWE was just running out of out of ways to um, how do I want to say it? Running out of ways to promote them. Running out of ways to promote their matches. Because Braun Strowman's a two time champion, three time champion. And I was See, I, the timing to me was what was weird about the whole situation. So you know, they're going on the road
0: in, I mean, what today's June 2nd, right? So they're going on the road in about 45 days at least a 25 month tour that's going to take them through labor day mm-hmm. so for the rest of you know, the, the second half of the summer yeah. why why now right um that's the only question that i have and i mean depending on stories you read and you know twitter and facebook and you know whatever else out there. Um, I mean TikTok, sports, keto, a, a lot of you know former WWE wrestlers, CM Punk. Um, they're wondering with after this big deal with NBC Universal, is Vince McMahon who's definitely got a lot less of his life in front of him than behind
3: him is he ready to sell
2: wwe okay and seeing that wwe only profited 13.6 million dollars last quarter of the
0: year um the first quarter of the year that usually doesn't get Released until the third quarter, which wouldn't be until July, right? Um, if not even later. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you see that and see, oh wow, they lost forty percent of their uh,
3: revenue in one year. Uh, are we going to purchase a sinking ship? Right. So you have to make cuts.
2: Now, do you think that by bringing back the live crowds, that the WWE's net worth is going to skyrocket, even though they've lost all these, all this talent? I mean, it's hard to say. Um, I don't. I didn't look up what the actual company's net worth is. I just went to. Visual real quick. Now, for a lot of you people out there that uh, are just tuning in late or just come off the turnip truck, uh, we're discussing the. (laughs) Sorry. okay so maybe that's a little bit of money kind of makes you wonder if money really is the issue I mean six billion dollars
3: just to to give you something to compare it to according to Forbes magazine most valuable worth team in all of professional sports is?
2: Take a guess. Most valuable you team? Should know it. You should know it very well. The most valuable team in sports?
3: Professional sports, American professional sports. Cause there's some fucking soccer teams that are high
2: on the list. Would that happen to be the Dallas Cowboys?
3: five point seven billion dollars
2: <throat> the yep. wwe
3: doesn't is doesn't have a net worth higher than the Dallas Cowboys. I mean has a net worth higher than the Dallas Cowboys who oh, part of net of oh, part of the net worth value of, of the Cowboys is Texas Stadium. Because yep. they own Texas Stadium. Yep. WWE
0: doesn't own any arena or field or they didn't have a hall of fame. Right. I mean, so that just tells you how
3: much, what the, how much it's worth to own WWE.
2: Right. And next year's, I believe next year's WrestleMania is at, uh, um, is Texas it, Is at Texas Stadium. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I was talking to DJ earlier and when well, I told him about the releases, he goes, I, I just don't get it. <laughs> and like you said, you know, why why now? The timing is not good. Right. Right. And because now I'm kind of wondering how good is this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view gonna be? Because if you notice, the ones that they got rid of i believe correct me if i'm wrong but i believe braun strowman was the only one from monday night raw everybody else was from smackdown so um, well we don't really know what Murf, where murphy was oh yeah he was doing
3: anything
2: he was kind of on the fence um, yeah all right well let me ask you that all important question does this mean we're going to see one tag team championship because who's lana and naomi going to defend against i mean who's um who's um tamina and uh natalia going to defend against yeah tamina and natalia the
3: same people they've been defending
2: against oh so we're not going to see we're not going to
3: see that it's not just a smackdown tag title a women's tag division title
2: oh, okay well good because i don't want to see so,
3: I, mean, I mean you'll have to possibly find another tag partner for naomi um and then same thing with Liv morgan um but i mean they have um i mean they can reform if they want to. They can reform the Boston-Hug connection. Um, they can put Bailey and Carmelo together. I mean, right now you haven't really had much for them singles. You could bring up,
2: you know, eventually bring up Shotzi and Ember Moon. Yep. I mean, I think you
3: know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll figure
2: something out. And could the WWE have done that? Lana garbage. She will go to AEW. Braun sucks at promos and is fairly boring. Alistair and Buddy are super great, and WWE lost out on them, AEW. I don't think any of them are going to AEW. Um, Well, I
3: I can definitely see Lana going to AEW. Oh,
2: Lana, yeah, okay. And uh, so that kind of makes you wonder, eventually is AEW going to be the only game in town? No, no, not even
3: close. Not even close. Cause even on WWE's worst day, they trample right now anything the AEW does.
2: Okay. Not even close. John John Best, they, thanks they, for they tuning
3: in. Double pay-per-view. They had a hundred and forty-five thousand pay-per-view buys.
2: Dude, that's horrible. Yeah. And
3: that's what
2: I mean. Right. That's, that's horrible. Now, do you think the WWE, because they got rid of Lana, because they got rid of Ruby Riot, which definitely we know splits up those tag teams, but do you think the WWE will, like you said, you know, maybe Shotzi and Amber, do you think WWE will probably bring them up because they're like, well... We can probably get more value out of those two than we can with lana and naomi or the riot squad i i thought that for a moment um up until yesterday when i watched
0: nxt um totally blanked on the fact that raquel gonzalez took up shachi blackheart the week before Yeah. and now there's ember moon in a feud with you know, well, both Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, right. and Ramon is going to go through Dakota Kai to get
3: the right to take on Raquel Gonzalez at NXT TakeOver yep. um, in your house or whatever, whatever they're going to do it. So that kind of puts a little kibosh on them coming up immediately. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see them bringing on forming more tag teams and bringing them up. Either that or they just have to do it with the tag titles.
2: By the way, I thought NXT was a good show last night. All right. I mean, the uh, the, the first match, the triple threat match was, was really good. Too bad it was ruined by Adam Cole. Real quick, go back to the, as we are talking about yep. AEW being the only game in town. Right now, net
3: worth in 2021 for
2: EW, ready for this? Yep. $20 million. Okay, thank you, Bull dread. thank you for tuning in, my friend. <laughs> $20 million, their net worth. Now, everybody I talk to swears up and down that this Tony Khan fella is got... No, that's not- father's money the company AEW and now their net worth is listed at 20 million as opposed to WWE's six billion right and I think if AEW wants to catch up to WWE then they need to put Bull Dread on their cards um but uh first time I've seen Bull Dread tune in want to thank you very much for uh tuning in and checking us out we are talking the recent cuts today from the wwe before our seven o'clock interview with the face of the voice of papw mr matt DeCourt will be joining us at 7 p.m but uh yeah i mean you know we just saw Strowman on raw like what two weeks ago in a triple threat match and i was my, my chin hit the floor when it's like, they let go of Braun Strowman? And then with Alist- Alistair Black, it's like, wait a minute. They're doing all these new vignettes. Maybe they're going to repackage him, make him a little bit more mysterious, a little bit more spookier. Then he comes out during the Intercontinental title match with Big E, gives him the black mask. Leaves and now, boom—he's gone. I mean, yeah. that, that just made no sense. So, really and he even, did,
3: um, on his own personal Twitter account, he even said, "Um, spent, you know, thank you for the eight years. I've learned a lot. Yada yada, yada. And then later on, in the, in the tweet mentioned. That, you know, I'm as shocked as you, we just did all these, you know, black whatever it
2: is vignettes, and then shocked to find out I was released. Right. Now, the other question I want to ask you is, do you think being on the outs with Selena Vega had something to do with it? No,
0: because it had
2: rumored that she was in negotiations to come back. Okay. So, I don't know. To me, it's just a confusing part, a confusing time. You know, like you had said, and I reiterated before. Just, I reiterated what you said before. It's bad timing. Um, you well, know. I, I don't know that it's bad timing. Once
3: again.
2: I mean it's,
3: it's surprising
2: at the timing of it right that whether it's bad timing or not it is still too early right to, yeah because to how many um, of those no bad timing until
3: unfortunately months maybe even a year down the
0: road
2: right because actually how many people how many of those superstars would they have used on the pay-per-view so um, well well i mean for
3: and used on their shows. Really? Black, rarely. Yep. Murphy, Ruby Ryan, occasionally. <laughs> Braun Strowman occasionally. Yep. Santana
2: Gale, never. And one of the guys from Sports Gita was saying today when I was watching them, he said, so it looks he said, so it looks like we're gonna see Natalia and Tamina against Bandy Rose and um, Dana Brooke, 25 times. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for now, we'll, you
2: know. But. Until like so,
3: so Alexa, Wilson, and Lily become a tag team.
2: Right. Which is something I wanted to discuss with you, you know, about Monday Night Raw this past week. It was Monday Night Raw. I mean, it wasn't. Anything spectacular. I I thought the uh, like I said here off the air because we do talk quite a bit off the air, and um, I I just thought that Shayna um, Baszler Reginald thing was ridiculous. And um, obviously, I don't think Shayna and Nia are going to be a tag team anymore. And no. And it and, and looks like, you now. do you think Alexa Bliss will accept the challenge? And was it really a challenge to Alexa Bliss by Shayna. All she said was, next week we're going to talk. So, right. So what do you mean? I think she, what
3: challenge is she accepting?
2: No, I'm saying, do you think Shana was challenging her, or is it just one of these, well, we're just going to talk? See where yeah, it goes. She's going to. And then she then she called Lily stupid. I thought that was very hurtful. So but what, you see the look on Alexa Bliss's face after she walked away. Yeah. That's why Alexis
3: played the character perfectly.
2: Yep. And what did what did you think of Raw? Um, it was okay. I mean it wasn't as good as last week's um Raw. Um, it had one excellent match and true mcintyre versus xavier
0: woods i mean sorry kobe kingston um i liked the ending of the xavier woods randy orton match with randy orton using the pro garrick yep y'all paying homage to um at Randall's standing right side mm-hmm.
2: and then the rest of the show was
3: was okay bunch of
2: Everything else was like C to C plus. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Trophy Kingston, uh, Drew McIntyre match was the best match of the night. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, definitely. Even though it was the first match of the night. um, What did you think of the Shane? Uh, yeah, it was the first match. Uh, what what? was that? Wasn't it the first match of the no. night? No. No? I thought it was the first match. No, well, that was the last match. Oh, that was the last match, okay. Oh. But I'm not... you didn't see because you fell asleep. No, not really. But um.
3: You told me you missed the last two matches.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought it was the first match. Oh. But well, either way, it was Maybe a good great...
3: Maybe the NXT triple threat match being first, I could, don't
2: know. Could be, but overall, I thought it was a good match. Was the best one, best one on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right, John. Uh, we get Black um, yeah. and Sig. True. Now, nah, well, I don't know. So, yeah, I I work hard during the day. By the time I get home, I'm kind of tired. So, but I mean, yeah, Raw was Raw. It was nothing really spectacular. I'm hoping that things are gonna materialize now with um, money, with um, Hell in a Cell just around the Hell corner, a cell. couple weeks away. So. still
3: only have two matches.
2: Still two matches. Eventually uh, now. Yep. Um, but I mean, if WWE could do anything right now to really grab the attention of the fans, right now to just say I gotta watch this to see what's gonna happen What what would they need to do <laughs> I I mean that's it's kind of an unfair question because going I mean just it's
3: I'm not saying you're asking me for facts but I I think that going in front of five crowds and bringing step down, that's what has to be done. Okay? Um, bringing back see, it's tough. Oh. Because you will say bringing back you know talent that has not been seen for a while. Um, I mean, Becky Lynch, um, well, you can't bring back Alistair Black. Um, bring up citing fresh, new talent from NXT. Bite um, the bullet and offer Tessa Blanchard $2 million, $3 million, $4 million a year to join WWE. Yeah.
2: Right. Um, I'll bring back, you know, John Cena for that one last run. Trying to, don't give me Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in a two-minute match. Right. So, yep.
3: not even the legends and the half of you know, the Hall of Famers want to stay.
2: John, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, I agree, I mean. Is WWE going to bring back John Cena? We know they're going to bring back Becky Lynch. Um, it's just a matter of when. Um, John Cena, I can, I can be on the fence with that either way. If they want to bring him back, bring him back. If they don't bring him back, okay. But I think you're going to, I really think you're going to see him When they start doing the live crowds, like the live Monday Night Raw, the live SmackDown, I believe you will see him. And if he shows up now, another name I want to throw out there, not in a wrestling capacity, but to make an appearance would be the dead man. Because, I don't know. Because he said on his, Uh, he said on his thing on WWE Network, he told Vince if you need me for ratings call me. And even if they say, "Hey, can can you just, you know, make an appearance and, you know, talk to the crowd, you know, rest in peace, buddy." Blah, 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 the, the crowd will go nuts. Same thing with Cena. The crowd go nuts when he comes out. Right, but I mean, maybe it's a personal thing for me. The next time I see the Undertaker live and in front of anybody is when he goes into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yep. You know, I, I, that's that's it. That that's not that I never want to see him again or
3: if he was to come out on a surprise to end a SmackDown, you know, I think it was stupid and hate it. No, but I personally. Next time, I mean Hall of Fame WrestleMania
2: right. type deal. Um, John Best, what do you mean by please put Ace A to bed forever? I, I don't understand. I don't know that one. Um, yeah, I think they'll bring Cena back to break Ric Flair's record. Well, I think he corrected himself below what Tony said, and he he tried to keep Cena. Oh.
3: Okay.
2: Bed forever. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I see. M D says Cena. Okay. Yep. And you know, maybe do you think the WWE might have cut off their nose to spite their face by not bringing back CM Punk? Some people are in it only for the money, and I don't think that's what you need right now in WWE. Yeah. You need performers like you know Kobe Kingston. You need performers like Daniel Bryan. People that love to be in the ring and love what they do. Right. I mean, are in they it were for Brian the love of the business. Brand
3: um you know brian complained how much he was making he just complained that
2: he wanted to wrestle Mhm. yeah i mean it's it's you want to get guys that are there for the love of the business
3: right i mean i don't want brock lesnar back because he's not going to come back unless you're going to pay him the money he wants to come back right it's Young still, John Cena wants to come back because he loves
2: performing in front of the WWE universe. Yep. So, I mean, it's something that WWE is going to have to really sit down and, you know, figure out what their game plan is going to be for the rest of the year, for the next couple of pay-per-views, and, you know, as far like you know, as, as far as me saying. You know, before you came up with the legitimate numbers, before with me saying, you know, is AEW going to be the next only game in town? I realized that AEW is they're in, they're in the rearview mirror. I mean, they're so far what back. They're, they're so Once back. Again, you know, Burger King can say anything
3: and everything they want. Wendy's, talk about they can all say anything and everything they want. McDonald's will always be number one.
2: Pepsi can say everything they want, Coca-Cola is still going to be the top dog. Yep. Uh-huh. And that uh, that's quite interesting, yeah, because, you know, you can, you know, like you said, you can talk all you want, but you got to come up with the product, you got to come up with the numbers to back it up, and, you know, to be honest with you... If I had a choice to watch AEW or TNA, I'd watch TNA. Right, you don't know anybody. I mean, you have less
3: people in
2: TNA than you do in AEW. No, I know a few people in TNA. DC3 is in TNA, uh, Moose is in TNA. Um, So, but I don't know. (laughs) We'll just have to see what's gonna happen. But. Getting back to NXT, I thought that um, MSK match was real good as well. Yes. And I yes. just I just found out today that Carmelo I don't know what his last name was the one that wrestled for the Open Haze. Challenge. Huh? Haze. Carmelo Hayes. Yes. That was Christian Castanova. Well, he was wrestling on the show that we saw for PAPW at the casino. Um, <clears throat> he was an indie wrestler that uh, made it to um, NXT. Oh, EC3 is in wow. the Ring of Honor. Okay. Thank you for correcting me, Tony. I thought he was still in TNA. Um, yeah, but I thought that uh, that match was a really good one. Bronson um, Bronson Reed came out, watched, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, that was, that was probably the best match of the night. Cause that MSK is a great tag team.
3: was probably only part of that match that wasn't the best. But right. Adam Cole coming and taking
2: everybody out. Yep. Made it, I mean, made it more interesting to me. Yes. Now what do you think they're gonna do? Who who do you think they're gonna if they if they do I don't see it happening, but if they give the ball to one of those guys to run with it against Karrion and Cross, who do you think it's gonna be? Well, I don't know yeah. Um. I think I think carrying cross. I think carrying cross is gonna rip, th- rip through all of them. Yeah. I mean he's he's just a big nasty guy. But- and the, the other this part of the triple threat match
3: was a lot of times in triple threat matches you'll see you know two on one for a couple minutes and then you'll see one guy go out of the ring. And then the other two guys fight for a little while. And then when that guy comes back in, person C gets thrown out of the ring. Then A and B are fighting and then C comes back in and B goes out, it's A versus C.
2: Yeah, I know. There was a lot of people that a lot of times in that match that it was A versus B versus C. Yeah. During the match, all three
3: of them um, worked very
2: well together. Yes, they did. And I like I like that that Pete Dunn. He yeah. is he is a, an amazing amazing talent. Um, Matt Decort yeah. is watching. Thank you for tuning in, Matt. We'll be hearing from you momentarily, hopefully. And um, yeah, so I thought that was good. I mean, I didn't care I didn't care too much. Uh, I didn't care too much for the women's tag match because I'm not much for uh, what's her name there. Um, no, Johnny Gargano's wife.
3: I thought you liked Candice Lorraine
2: Nah, I heard. We're
3: all about her. And all she should come up. She should be this. She should be
2: that. Yeah, but she kind of got stale. Wow. And and you know, I mean, Indy Hartwell seemed to have a couple of moves. Uh, seems to be her skills seem to be improving a little bit. I mean, I sure hope so because you you can't suck all the time. Right. So, but um, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see. What now? When is uh, in your house for? That's the week before. Tell cell? Um, hold on one
3: second. I got it right here. Your house
2: is June thirteenth. Okay. So we win this Sunday. Okay. Uh, so we're 10 away from that. Just just one second. Um, they actually have five matches. Yeah, um, they have five matches? Four matches. Okay. Um you know, five way, Karen Cross, Adam Cole, um, Johnny Gargano,
3: Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunn. Then LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Um Zia Lee. Versus Mercedes Martinez,
2: and then Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. Okay. I guess they've already made that match official. All right. Ember Moon
3: does not true like to Dakota get
2: together. Right. Uh, right. Right now, I believe we've just been joined on the line by the voice of PAPW, Mr. Matt Decor. Matt, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, Mr. Trivia. Triv, Nugster, how are you guys doing? It's been a while. Greg, can you hear him?
2: Yeah. Uh, yes, it has been a while, Matt. Uh, well, uh, a couple of questions I'm going to throw out there to you before we get into uh, our interview here. First of all, yeah, from the ring announcer's point of view, what did you think of the of the
1: cuts by WWE today, the releases? Um. Well, a few of them were. Not that surprising. Like I think they, uh, Santana Garrett. You know, she was uh, a very talented wrestler, no doubt, but wasn't really you know utilized that much. I think she uh, was still in NXT. But then you know you go up and you see a guy like Braun Strowman. That one floored me because uh, you know Braun Strowman has been you know pretty focal point of their uh, of their um, of their plans. You know, in recent years. And not only that, but I mean, he's to me like kind of like the archetypal, you know, type of wrestler that WWE looks for. So that one I was I I was literally I was shocked to hear about that.
2: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um yeah, that's the the same thing that I was telling Greg, you know. I mean, I was surprised with Braun Strowman, alistair Black, and then when he made the mention of how, you know, kind of important it was for Ruby Riot. You know, I kind of realized
1: you know, I was surprised she got cut as well. Yeah, no, Ruby Riot was, you know, she was uh she was a talented wrestler. I I liked the dynamic that she had with Liv Morgan. You know, it was just one of those things where it's like for whatever reason nothing nothing ever really happened with them, you know. And I'm, you know, I don't have any backstage insight, but you know, I I I don't know why, because you know they, they, there was a lot of personality with the two of them, and you know I, I think they had a good look together, and, and and both you know talented in the ring as well. And yeah. a guy like Buddy Murphy, I, I think I think cutting a guy like Buddy Murphy actually helps him because you know he wasn't getting much traction in WWE. But I, I I remember back, you know, I was probably maybe like one of five people that watched 205 live back in the day, but when it was him, Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali at the top of the card back then, they put on some crazy matches, and so, you know, I I feel like Buddy Murphy would be better served in, like, maybe, like, a, like an AEW or a Ring of Honor or something like that, you know, somewhere where, you know, there's more of a focus on the in-ring work, and, you know, and, you know, maybe he can get a mouthpiece or something like that, you know, to help further him a little more, but, you know, he's got, he's got a ton of in-ring talent, and, you know, I would like to see yeah, I wish all those all, all those talents the best. And, you know, hopefully they can rebound. And the good thing about today is, is that there's plenty of options. Right. Now, I
2: have a gentleman here that hasn't spoken to you in a long time. You haven't spoken to him in a long time either. I'm sure he's got a couple of questions for you. Nugster, what do you got to say there to Matt? Hey, well, first of all, hi,
1: Matt. How the are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you, Nugster?
0: Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> what I was gonna say is the only thing with Ruby
3: Riot, um, is it seemed like she was, even with Liv Morgan, stuck in that realm of mediocrity. Um, and you know, just she wasn't gonna elevate herself and maybe they just know how how to elevate her from a
2: creative point um so that's what i i was gonna say and uh
3: sorry i was
2: reading what tony wanted to ask yeah he wants me to ask matt a question but we'll get to that question after uh we finish talking to matt yeah it's all good i'll be here for a while (laughs) but um yeah, so go ahead, Greg. You were talking about Ruby Riot. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. About Ruby Riot. Yep. So what's your what's your thoughts on that, Matt, Ruby Riot?
1: I mean it's uh, it, with with her, I think I think Nug kinda hit it on the head and it it's something that and, and I gotta preface this. I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown um um, regularly in quite some time. But, you know, I do watch, you know, those little, like, you know, YouTube highlights of certain aspects here and there. Um, yep. And so so I'm not that in tune with it. But one thing, and this is one of the reasons why uh, I'm not a regular viewer of those shows anymore, was that I became, part of the reason I got back into wrestling, uh, wrestling as a fan was, uh, was the advent of NXT. And um, I became a huge NXT fan, and... A lot of times, like, you know, talent that's successful down there, they'll come up to the Raw or SmackDown, and it, it just won't be the same. And mm-hmm. uh, some examples of that are guys like uh, guys like Ricochet, who has all the talent in the world. Um, I, I was going to say Keith Lee, but from what I'm reading, I think that's more of a medical issue um, than anything else. Um, but um, you, Aleister Black never, never really – never really caught on Sami Zayn has been kind of touch and go Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, again, another, I don't know if this was, you know, more medical related or, or what, but Samoa Joe, um, never had the same effect. And so that that's the kind of thing. And, you know, you can only rely on guys like it, like, you know, like Randy Orton and the Miz for, for so long until like, you got to start getting new faces in there. And I, I, I just don't know, I don't know whether it's like a creative thing, if there's some reluctancy or or or, or what the issue is, but it just seems like with, with some of the talent that comes up, sometimes it's like you know they get a few shining moments and then and then nothing, and I, j- I just I don't understand why.
2: Yep. Um, anything else, Greg? Uh,
3: I mean, why you like, ready
2: to go? No, I'm just I was just gonna ask Matt um what yeah, how how has i've been meaning to ask you this. first of all matt it was tremendous see you and all the guys again after a year at pap away from papw it was amazing
1: Hey, it was great to see you triv and Nugster. i can't wait to see you at one of these as well and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little
2: bit oh yeah and uh one question i've been saving to ask you and now's a good time as of Eddie. Uh, how has the pandemic changed the face of wrestling and how has it changed the face now that they're bringing a lot of crowds back?
1: Oh boy. Well, um, I, I can kind of, I'll speak from my experience at first and then it'll kind of, you know, tie into, you know, the the, the larger picture of, of kind of what I want to get at. So basically uh, for me, um, March, 2020 is when everything shut down initially. And the first week in March, I had a show for test of strength. And the weekend after that, I had a show for uh, paradise alley professional wrestling. And those two shows at the time I felt were my best performances as a ring announcer by far. So I was riding high and I was just like, oh, it's only going to be two weeks where everything is shut down. Then it's all going to come back and, you know, and then I can just ride that wave of momentum and everything's going to be great. Well, as we all know, that didn't quite happen. And two weeks turned into two months and then even longer. I think it was about four months. I think it was July. I think was the first time I went back in front of a live crowd Um, and July, 2020, I should say. And the, the biggest thing for me was just the inactivity because, uh, my, my main job, uh, my Monday through Friday job is uh construction administration, which is essential business that never shut down, which was kind of a good thing because it kept my mind, you know, off of all the, you did, know, but either way, it's like, I didn't have, I didn't have wrestling and wrestling is a big release for me. So at first, you know, it's like the, after a while, the doubt started to creep in. It was like, you know, are, are the promoters going to remember me, you know, are, are, are the fans going to remember me? It's like, do, do I still have it? Like, and, and it was, it, it was a little too much time inside my head. And, but thankfully, you know, when it came back, when everything started coming back a little bit in July, it was, I realized that you know I hadn't missed a beat, thankfully, and um, it was great, you know, hearing crowds again. Grant you know it was weird because, uh, for instance, at one of the uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tear shows, which I think was the first show I did uh, back from uh, back from hiatus, you know, there was plexiglass around the ring, all the fans were wearing masks, they were all spaced out, and while it was great to have them there, it just it just didn't. It felt a little odd, you know, just because the way it was all set up, the way it looked. And granted, you know, they had to do what they had to do. And all the promotions, you know, I I, I, I worked for during that time, big kudos to them. They always did temperature checks and and just took every precaution to make sure that the fans and, and performers were safe. So big kudos to them. And, and then, you know, it looked like over the summer into the early fall, you know, things were, you know, getting things were moving, you know, there were, there were a lot of events and, you know, it was, like I said, it felt a little different, you know, with the distance and, you know, and some other things, but then it shut, all shut down again, you know, in the winter time. And basically from November until I think February, I was on hiatus again. And it was very strange, but you know, now that the vaccine has rolled out and I'll wrap this up, this whole long diatribe up now, but you know, now that the vaccine's rolled out, you know, the cases are dropping, things are starting to open up all over again. I've gotten to experience some of the loudest, most energetic crowds I've ever, I've ever had. And I think part of the reason is that, you know, I mentioned that I had missed it, you know, over, over those hiatuses. And I think the fans have missed it just as much. And so they're giving up, or I should say they're giving out as much energy as we are. And that's been truly tremendous. Like, I mean, I mean, Triv, you can attest to, you know, how loud the crowd was at the, at the last PAPW show. Yeah. And it, and I, I, I love that because that fuels me and it, it's, it's an adrenaline rush like no other. Right. And, you know, so big, big shout out to all the fans, you know, I'm, I'm, thank you all for coming out. Thank you for continuing to support all these promotions, all of these wrestlers all of these other talents, you know, during the pandemic times. And thank you for coming back now that, you know, things are starting to lift um, yeah. because it's, it, it, they, they've been fired up. And I, and like I said, I think they've missed it as much as we have. And I'm so glad that they're coming back and they're as they're so responsive. They're so loud because it makes everything we do and everything we've done just feel so worth it. And I'm glad it's all still here.
2: All right. Greg, what do you got? Oh yeah. Sorry, just keep going. I okay, Matt. Um, another question, I want, another question I want to ask you before we get to Tony's question is How difficult oh, was yeah. it for you to get back into the flow once you did come back? Because, like you said, wrestling is the outlet for you, you have your full time job, which Monday to Friday. I'm kind of pissed because you don't work weekends, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um how how hard was it for you to get back into it, or were you just as excited to
1: get back to it as when you first started? Well, here, here's the, that's a great question because because I kind of mentioned to you, you know when when that first gap happened, I was coming off what were, in my opinion, my best two performances. So, and the reason I thought they were my best two was because at that point, I was finally starting to, uh, you know, get out to other promotions. I had done, um, you know, Test of Strength a few times. I had done Shut Up and Wrestle a few times. Uh, I had done uh, WCWE and um, I was starting to, you know, get more acclimated to working multiple times a weekend, multiple times a month, and that really helped me. Help build my confidence. It helped, you know, grow my network, which also helped build my confidence. And so I was riding high, and then for all of a sudden to just, you know, slam on the brakes and come to a screeching halt. It was devastating because that momentum stopped. So, like I said, the first couple events, there was just a little hint of doubt there. It's just like, like I was saying before, it's like, do I still have it? Can I just jump right back into that rhythm? And I'm not going to lie. It took me a couple events to, you know, feel, quote unquote, normal in the middle of the ring again. And did you, you know, but once I did it, was
2: pulling my head. Of what was that? Did you use a hairbrush in front of a mirror so
1: you could get back into the? <laughs> I the, the thankfully, you know, I I, I did do um, you know a few uh, a few uh, podcasts here and there. Um, you know, uh, Top Rope Report being one of them. Um, you know, our, our good friend Don Kincaid uh, with the Kincaid Files and Stirring the Pot. Um, and, uh, another one, which I'll be doing later tonight, uh, Rick Del Santo and his pro wrestle zone. So, you know, every now and then, you know, I get to put on the announcer voice, you know, I just got to do it for fun, you know, but it's, it's a little different, you know, because even a few times, I didn't do many of them. Um, but I did do a couple of, uh, closed set tapings shows. Uh, yeah. and I did one for paradise alley. I did one for, uh, XWA Thursday night throwdown and, those were definitely good to do uh, just to you know, get, get, you know, uh, get some reps in, but it, at the same time, it was so weird because, you know, you do that now schedule for one fall. And it's just dead silent. And it, it, it was just like, Oh, that, that's not right. Like that's not supposed yep. to happen. There's supposed to be cheers.
0: Like, yep.
1: <laughs> so, so yeah. And then, like I said, you know, once, um, once things started picking up in the summer of 2020, you know, once the fall, once the winter hit, it shut back down again, so once again it was the same situation. Do I still have it? Are they going to remember me? And you know, thankfully, once again it's it's come roaring back, and it, it's even probably bigger now than it was over last summer. And it, it being you know wrestling live events is what I mean to say. And you know, thankfully, I've been I've been blessed that you know that my work has shown off because there's been two occasions now where. I've gone, I've I, I've gone to or will go to some new places uh, because uh, some of the other talent has has recommended me to the promoters that that have asked them if they know any any good ring announcers. So that's been that's been huge. And not only you know the the promotions and the fans remember me, but also you know the talent themselves. You know, having their respect is huge. And you know because of that because I've been and, and I will say like, you know, just about every Saturday from now until the end of August is, is, is pretty much booked for me, which is, which is great. Like, you know, I'm so appreciative and, and very happy of that with, with that. And, awesome. and again, you know, it, it took me a while to get back in the groove, but now that I've been, I've been working just about every Saturday now, it's like, I feel like I'm back and I feel like I'm in high gear and I love it. So, and I hope you guys love it too. <laughs>
2: That's
3: awesome.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to
3: apologize if for some reason. I, I can hear you, but every now and then, you know, where I am, there's noise behind me. So you did mention something to this fact. I apologize. Uh, but I know you did say, mention how great it was and how the energy
0: felt with the fans being back in. Yeah. But, but yeah. what was it like after having that long layoff
3: to see the guys you know and the backstage camaraderie and you know the half hour 45 minute hour beforehand where the wrestlers are all showing up and i mean what was that first reaction how did that actually feel once again when you first saw the guys back in the training facility
1: well the way i'll equate it to is um is it's like seeing long lost family members for the first time in a long time. And, you know, obviously in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long, but still it's like, you know, these were guys that, you know, I, I, I joke around with, um, uh, with, uh, Danny Adam, you know, that I, that I saw him just, you know, just, you know, three times a weekend almost, you know, <laughs> because him and he and I were, we're in the same places a lot. And, and so, you know, not seeing those guys for a while, it was, it was tough, you know, because like you said, Nuxter, there's that, you know, camaraderie, there's that, you know, there's that kinship back there and, and just seeing those guys for the first time, you know, and just, and, you know, just getting, you know, just seeing them and, you know, giving them a hug and catching up, it, it, you pick up right where you left off. And it it was so great. And it was just, it was like coming home again after after a stint away somewhere. And it was it, it was wonderful. It was it was a great feeling all around and and knock on wood, hopefully we won't have any long caps like that again. So <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yep. So yeah, we uh we got a question here from Tony Black. Um it says yep. here out of all the talent, he said, Matt. Out of all the talent in PAPW, who do you see getting a big push, either tag team or singles, and where would you see them going?
1: Oh wow, that's a that's a great question. So, in uh in PAPW specifically, um, you know, there's uh, we have a lot of good homegrown talent that's coming up right now. Um, there's um. There's uh, in in terms of tag teams, there's the Haven, um, Sean Knight and Jay Onyx, um, not just in PAPW, but also in some other promotions that, you know, I've worked with them. in. whenever they come out, the reaction is deafening. Um, And then uh, I know we have uh, one of your guys favorites, uh, Dustin Flash Waller. He's been making a huge name for himself. Uh, I, I remember I'm not sure if I announced it or not, but I definitely remember being there for his first match. And you know, seeing how far he's come is just it's just been incredible. Um, you know, former PAPW Alley Fight champion, current Blood Sweat and Tears champion, um, and then uh, one guy who's been making a major splash right now, and not just in Paradise Alley, but but elsewhere, is uh, Kylon King. Um, he I, I I do think I actually I'm fairly positive I did announce his first match, and um, and again, you know, just like Flash, you know, seeing him. Uh, come, come a long way. And he was actually at an XWA event this past weekend. Um, he was supposed to wrestle, uh, speaking of former WWE superstars, he was supposed to wrestle Leo Rush. And I was actually, as a fan, I was really looking forward to that because here's another guy too. Um, that's, uh, uh, kind. He's kind of new to PAPW, but I know him from uh, Test of Strength. His name is Ichiban, very mysterious figure, but um, very good in the ring. And there was one time where I went to an XWA Thursday night throwdown and Ichiban and Kylon King put on a match that if you put it on AEW dark, it probably would have been very well received. And, and that, and that's the thing. So it's like, you got guys like that. You got guys like Zachariah Gibbs, I think is, is is looking the best that he's ever looked. We've got, you know, brand new uh, people coming in like sunset, Steve Garcia, um, you know, the, all the, uh, all the wrestlers in battle Academy, even though they might not have gone about it the right way, in my opinion, but you know, still they're making a big splash. Um, and then, you know, even, even younger talent that, you know, may not be homegrown in PAPW, but are still, you know, very well received there guys like, uh, Trayvon Jordan, Jalen, Brandon, waves and curls, uh, speaking of the devil, they were actually on AEW dark and dark elevation, um, uh, a couple weeks ago and so that's the thing it's like there's a a really really strong crop of young talent out there right now um in the papw and other you know nearby promotions that that if they keep on going i think the sky's the limit for them you know whether it's you, yep. know, you know some of the smaller major promotions like mlw or ring of honor all the way up to the major ones like uh like uh wwe or maybe even new japan now that they're doing um their uh their american uh branch so like the sky's the limit and it's just been a pleasure for me to watch them grow and become the best versions of themselves and and uh, and it's it's really cool it's really cool and i i just continue to look forward to uh to the progression awesome yeah that's the one thing i was going to say
3: you know, PAPW is, I mean, you guys got coming up the four-year, you know, Halley fights anniversary and realizing, holy crap, it's been four years and just seeing how, you know, not only how far the talent has grown, but how much new talent comes in. Cause you know, once again, you guys were on for a while and even, you know, the, the, last couple of events before the pandemic hit you know last year and you know march and april and then watching the you know the matches on twitch there's always somebody that i've never seen before um so the, the, the word is getting out um that papw is is just becoming you know you know maybe maybe a warm bed right now
1: but on its way to being a hot bed for local independent wrestling. Absolutely. And you hit it right on the head again. And that's our goal is that, you know, we wanted this to be PAPW to be a place where, uh, you know, young talent and even established talent come through and can show their skills and we give them a platform to be their best. And real quick, too, since you brought up the four year alley flights, I'm just going to take the time to run down, um, run down uh, some of the talent that's going to be on there real quick, if you don't mind. Um, for one of the uh, one of the uh, announced matches, of course, is uh, I kind of touched on it a little bit. Was uh, Dustin Flash Waller Showtime Marcel Williams. They're going to be teaming up. They're going to take on two members of Battle Academy. We're not sure which ones it is yet, but you know, Battle Academy has definitely rattled Flash Waller's feathers, not only him but his friends too, over the past few months, and that's been an intense rivalry. So you know, just seeing the fact that you know Showtime is going to come back and. You know, I don't know. It looks like he's going to – it looks like Kim and Flash are on the same page. I hope they are, but, you know, that's another wrinkle that, you know, you definitely want to check out. And um, and, and the, the theme of past and present, you know, is not only in that match but also just all throughout the card because we've got PAPW original and now MLW star Richard Holiday is going to be there. Uh, the leader of Battle Academy, the Alley Fight champion, Chris Battle, the tag team champions, the House of Pain are going to be back. Our new 2021 King of Paradise, Ichiban, who I mentioned earlier, is going to be there. Kai Shine is going to be returning. Uh, and, of course, you know, the the, the stalwarts guys like Max Morozov, Elijah Six, one half of the Haven, Jay Onyx, Zachariah Gibbs, Danny Adams, Sunset Steve Garcia. Perfectly sexy. Um, Gino God, and and uh, picture-perfect Tyler Jones are going to be coming back. Dino Might is going to be making his uh, – First PAPW appearance, or at least the first that I've seen. Um, and as you know, I mean, we saw we saw in Rude make their return last time. So you never know what surprises are around the corner. So, um, you know, it's going to be live bell time, 7 p.m. this Saturday, June 5th, um, at 662 Co Avenue, East Haven, Connecticut. Uh, tickets are $20 at the door. And, um, if, uh, if, uh, unfortunately you can't make it live, you can check it out. It will be live on Facebook, uh, at 7 PM as well, uh, paradise alley pro wrestling on Facebook. And, uh, we got a lot coming up, um, you know, July 17th, um, yeah, it's going to be, uh, emergence and then, uh, we're going to actually be moving back out. We're going to be going to the JCC of greater new Haven in August and September for the rumble in paradise and diesel mania respectively. So um, definitely stay tuned to Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling on Facebook, at official PAPW on Twitter, at official underscore PAPW on Instagram. We're going to have all kinds of match announcements, all kinds of ticket information, um, so much more coming your way. It's going to be a big summer for PAPW. Awesome.
2: Awesome. So
1: so the,
3: the July 17th show, that's at training facility.
1: Correct. Yes. That's That's going to be the, uh, as of right now, that's the last one at the, uh, at the training facility for now.
2: Okay. And that was July 17th. Right.
1: right. Now, yeah. And then, yeah. then being, all,
2: all, August. Go ahead. With me being an old school kind of wrestling fan and podcast guy, I have to put this out there and I'm not saying this because He's out there with us, he's a friend of ours, but I would have to say my top three all time ring announcers of all time are Howard Finkel, Gary Michael Capetta, Matt DeCourt, because (laughs) if Matt Matt DeCourt could go up to NXT, Matt DeCourt would be NXT would not only with Matt and their talent would improve by leaps and bounds and his career as a ring announcer is just so far ahead of him. He can just go anywhere he wants and make great fans and excite a crowd like nobody's business. And Matt, we've had you on the show numerous times before. That's why we like to bring out. PAPW talent on the show. We like to get their names out there. Uh, I'm also working on a couple of members of the Battle Academy um, to come on the podcast to get their name out there. And um, I just wanna say that it's an honor, a privilege and a pleasure to not only know you, but to have you on our show calling and showing us the, the respect that we show you and that we show PAPW is just amazing on both ends.
1: Hey, no, and 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 Triv, I, you know, I, I'm almost speechless, you know, thank you very much, you know, for that extremely kind compliment there. And, I found a way to
2: set him up and, there. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that you did. And, um, and yeah, it's just been I'm just a humble kid from Connecticut and like, I, I never knew I could, well, I knew I kind of had a showman in me, but you know, I never knew I could take it this far. And, you know, d- granted now that I know I can, I'm not going to stop until I take this as far as I can. And, um, and I, I will say this, I've mentioned it before, but you know, you, uh, you and Nugster were the first ones to bring me on a podcast interview, talk show, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, let me share my story. Let me share some of my thoughts, some of my opinions and, you know, help get my name out there. So, you know, it's been, it's been a privilege, you know, knowing you guys as well. And, and you've done a lot for me. So, you know, how could I not? You know, whenever you want me on, I'll be there because, you know, I, I always, you know, you, you can't forget the people that help you know, get you there. And you guys have Absolutely. definitely done that in spades. And, you know, I definitely appreciate all the love and support. Not only for me, but for all the rest of the talent, you know, at PAPW and around the uh, regional independence around here as well. So you Absolutely. know, so kudos to you guys as well. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, I do have one more thing. Um, I, I see the look in Trivia's eyes.
3: Um, you know, going can ask if else. Um, but I, I, well, I, I have two, two things. Um, I don't know how much polls Matt DeCourt has with his fame and fortune in the uh, announcing. Um, so, what is a question and then one is a request. So, first, the question is
0: we know you have the great voice for ring announcing. What would you, it take to get Matt DeCourt
3: to sing the national anthem why at one of the events?
1: Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. You know, I. <laughs> I, I think i think part of the reason why i've taken the ring announcing so well is because i actually took course in high school i did it because i thought it would be an easy a but i actually learned quite a bit that applies to ring announcing so um you know i haven't actually sang in a while uh, the last time i did was uh was for my buddies uh my buddies uh, my uh um, what do you call it uh uh open mic band um in uh in west haven a few years ago but I mean, you know, maybe you never know. I mean, I could do a trial run. I'll see if they let me do a trial run and you know, if that goes over well, maybe we could do a live, but you know, I'm open to anything. Like I said, I I I never thought I'd be, you know, an, an independent wrestling ring announcer. So, I mean, heck, you know, like let's let's see what let's, let's, see, let's see what we can do. Let's
0: see what we can
3: yeah. do on that.
1: Yeah. And, and, and the other part, I kind of say
3: tongue in cheek but I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I can be at the July 17th show, um, it's, you know, in a long time and I'm hoping that maybe Matt, the court has a little pull to, you know, and once again I say it with tongue in cheek to recognize the greatness of the Nugster being in the
1: audience. <laughs> well, let me tell you what, I, 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 am not gonna, you know, put it, you know, say a hundred percent, you know, in concrete that, uh, that I can do that, but I, I, am fairly confident I can do that for you, Nugster. So, so let me, let me work on that. And, and, um, if I see you in the crowd, I'm 99% sure I can give you a shout out the, the way only Matt Decor can. So. That'd be awesome.
2: That would be totally awesome. I, I would I would be honored to to be to sit next to Greg when that happens. Because like I like I tell everybody that listens to this show, that talks to me about the show, and I tell them there would not be a top rope report without the Noxter. And things that this man has gone through in the last year, I he he's the strongest, toughest guy I know have him go and and i've no i know some pretty strong tough guys hey gary thanks for tuning in and um he's the strongest toughest guy i know because to be honest with you i could have never done and gone through what he has gone through in the last year so greg you keep your head up i love you you. I, i love you my brother and we're on show number 357 and hopefully another 357 more to go Hell yeah. And Matt, I just wanted to, oh, oh, by the way, Greg, he said something about singing the national anthem. Now, Matt was saying that he sang some open mic. I was about to say, you know, singing happy birthday to your niece really doesn't count. But, uh, (laughs) you (laughs) know. So, Greg, anything else from that? No, that's what I've got. All right, Matt, I just want to say on behalf of the Top Rope Report, first of all, don't forget to go to our store at tpublic.com. Pick yourself up a T-shirt or a coffee mug or whatever you got out there. There's going to be a sale coming up in a couple of weeks. I expect to see Matt DeCourt purchase something. And uh, <laughs> on, on behalf of, I can always use a
1: good coffee mug. Let me tell you.
2: Yep, and we also have one with our faces on it. So that's going to be so. That's going to be a big seller alone. Um, oh hell yeah. So I just want to say on behalf of myself and the Nugster, Matt, thank you very much for taking time out to join us tonight. And also, you wrestling fans out there, don't forget, Matt DeCourt will be on PWZ tonight with the Professor Rick Del Santo. Um, yep. And Matt, triple duty for you tonight. Nobody can do it yeah, like it you. Just make you bar-
3: bar a little bit of
1: salt water or something for those
3: vocal cords. will be fine. <laughs>
2: Oh, I
1: know. I I was actually just uh, talking to, uh, well, as you know, I was talking to uh, Don Kincaid, our friend Don Kincaid, a little earlier for Stirring the Pot, and I told him, and I'll tell you guys now, it's going to be a busy night, but it's going to be one heck of a fun night, and you guys are a part of that fun tonight. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, once again, everything you've done for me in the past. It's always great talking to you, and I hope I get to see both you guys in person very soon. That's going to be awesome, and
2: the, the Top Rope Report will continuously support PAPW and continuously bring their talent on our show to get their name out there.
1: Absolutely, we love it. Thank you so much, guys.
2: Hi, right. thank you, Matt. You have a good night. Thank you for joining us. Ain't no problem. My pleasure. Any time at all, guys. All righty. The voice of PAPW, Mr. Matt Decor. What a what a pleasure and what an honor it was to talk to him. Greg was actually nice to have him, you know, reminisce with us a little bit. It's always great to have Matt on. Yep. So yeah, I mean I just got a notification that uh, Greg Chester uh, well I got that about 20 minutes ago that Greg Chester's watching, Anthony Canale is watching, Jerry yeah, Ware is watching.
3: I, I just got
2: one that said Anthony Canale is watching with you. Oh okay. okay. Well I don't know okay. I don't see him here, but I
3: didn't see him. I don't see him here, Right. I mean, once again, maybe maybe <laughs> he's partners with Cena.
2: I can't see him. Right. Uh, Tony, thank you very much for the question. Um, so, Greg, we've come to a, another ending of the Top Rope Report. A tremendous show tonight. It was a great show. Yes, it. absolutely. Probably one of the best shows we've done. Um, and closing in closing tonight, one more thing about the releases. I mean, one question I wanted to ask you before we got into the interview with Matt, uh, when they put the releases out there, is there, is there an automatic no-compete clause, or can they just show up? Don't know. Don't know. Because you know,
3: it all depends on the way their contract would have been structured. Um, I, typically speaking, when somebody is let go there is some type of no-compete clause in it, as to whether it's 30, 60, 90 days, that, that depends on the language of their, of their contract. Yeah. Some, I know some, I read that some have a, you know, a, you can compete immediately,
2: you just can't be on TV. Right. You know, so, you know, that's why some people can go independent shows, you know, till their 90-day or whatever. Uh, the fires. Yep. I was just wondering because, I mean, do you really think that some of those released wrestlers will appear on AEW? quote-unquote, restart their careers. You're right. Um, I mean, so if they think they're usable people, um, if they're usable people, then, yeah, somebody will, somebody will scoop them up. All right, cool. Cool. All right, so we've come to the end of another live edition of the Top Rope Report. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, the questions were great, the comments were awesome and couldn't could, couldn't ask for a better interview tonight than with Matt Decourt. So, Matt, we want to thank you very much for, uh, for taking time to join us and um, So, on behalf of the Nugs to Greg, this is the Illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you very much and we'll see you Sunday. We weren't finished. We weren't finished the show yet, and you called. Are you all? Are you done? Oh, we're done now. But yeah, I had to I had to cut the show down early because you had called. Oh, they did. I was going to mention that too. All right, I'll have to mention it to Nugs. Thanks. Uh, you to know, you to know, you know, all right. Cool. All right. See ya.